I, I just like to say I've never been happier that this show is now being edited. Uh, <laughs> it is a real kick to bring on to the, the stage uh, a young comedian that I saw completely grow from his first joke all the way up to an absolute, uh, at least an online superstar right now with his Kill Tony show. Uh, I, let me just tell you a little bit about him. Uh, he's got Kill Tony, he's got a podcast called The Store Horseman, and uh, he headlines uh, nightclubs all over the country. He brings Kill Tony to clubs all over the, probably the world now. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a phenomenon. They pack the main room on Monday nights. It's a tremendous concept. We'll talk about it. But let's shut me up and listen to him. Tony Hinchcliffe. Hey. Nice to see you, buddy. My man. Great to see you, buddy. Good to be here. How you doing? I'm good. I'm still trying to, um, still trying to tail. I thought I was on a mushroom trip listening to you read that, uh, <laughs> yeah. that letter for a while. So it's good to be here. I didn't realize this was broadcast live on Adult Swim. Uh, <laughs> Agelstein, it's good to be here. Yeah, I'll tell I'm you excited what, about life. To, uh, to just let anybody know real quickly, tell them the premise of Kill Tony. Well, Kill Tony is a show that I sort of uh, came up with the concept when I was hosting the potluck here a lot on Sundays and Mondays when I started back in 2007, 2008, where you host a show, the open mic here, and comedians get to do three minutes. Yeah. And you just run up and down the stairs every three minutes right. going, hey, look at that idiot. He sucked, yeah. right? Or yeah. whatever. <laughs> and uh, or sometimes I would give someone a note on their joke to make it work. You know, right. if you, you know, if you said the punchline at the end, it'd actually get a laugh yeah, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and so instead of just doing that, I said, everybody else is making a podcast. I want to make a podcast, but I, I want it to be in front of an audience like what you've done here yeah. with this show. I like I like the feedback. Yeah, I like the fe I like the feel of an audience. That room, it's like uh, morgue to me. And yeah. uh, so it's good. so I made it a live show. People sign up. They put their names in a bucket. I pull their name out. They get sixty seconds. Sixty seconds yeah. to perform. And sixty this, seconds. And this is on our club or any other clubs. Uh, open mic night. Uh, yes. Okay. It's, uh, every Monday here at the Comedy Store, and we do it uh, every other. Uh, we do it all around the world yeah. at different places, theaters, and uh, giant venues, and big comedy clubs, and uh, it's a lot of fun. We, it keeps it fresh for me. I don't so ever a, have a new to... comic will come running on stage, do yeah. his one minute, and then you. And then we interview them afterwards for like uh, somewhere between five to eight minutes, depending on how interesting they are. I find out more about them. Like it sort of goes from being a. They go from being a performer on the show to a guest on the show oh. right at the end of their 60 seconds. So we find out more about them. I try to ask questions that something in my instinct makes yeah. me wonder about them or whatever. And uh, ends up being a lot of fun. We find Ooh. all these interesting people like uh, Preacher Lawson was on this show, you know, five or six years ago when it started. And now he's uh, a huge talent. Same with Drew Lynch was in the yeah. bucket. Like it's a great way to find real up and coming comedians. And what what the about the freaks? What about the freaks? Oh, that too. I mean, exactly. At least half of them are absolutely insane people yeah. that, that, that you'll never see again. So, <laughs> you know, we, you get a taste of both worlds. You get the people that are great and the people that are horrible. Who are your favorite freaks? Uh, my favorite freaks, well, I wouldn't consider her a freak, but one of my favorite people right now is a lady named Aphrodite, who is, <laughs> hey, that some people know, who is a uh, voluptuous um, African-American woman. She's 62 years old. She's had double hip replacement surgery, and she says that Kill Tony is what keeps her going. Every Monday, she signs up, puts her name in the bucket with 100 other people, and when she gets pulled up, place goes crazy she gets better every time she gets pulled out of the bucket she's literally 
growing in front of all the viewers so you're, you're, in the audience. So you're developing comedians like Mitzi used to do. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. We give them little notes here and there. If there's ever anything annoying or obnoxious or bad habits that they do, we trim it right out live in front of the audience. So the audience of the comedy fans sort of lives vicariously through these people. Sure. They always think, oh, I could do better if I got pulled out. It's only 60 seconds. And they come, they sign up, and we it's find a, out how it goes. The longest sometimes 60 they, seconds of their lives. Exactly. But sometimes they come on and they smash, and that makes it a lot of fun. And we do this thing around when we're on the road shows like uh, it happened uh, recently in a show in Portland called The Golden Ticket where if they give an unbelievable performance in the 60 seconds and the interview is just insane. This guy yeah. was a big obese pro wrestler and all of his answers were funny and his whole set was funny. So we gave him this thing called the golden ticket, which we've only given three or four away ever in the show's history, where anytime they ever come to Los Angeles to the comedy store on yeah. a Monday night, they automatically get a spot on Kill Tony. Fantastic. Well, that's yeah, great. So it's really cool. That's out of this world. It's fun. Wow. You know, and it, it all started because of this place, because yeah. of the type of people and the diehard comedians and comedy fans that come here. And it wouldn't it wouldn't ever have taken off anywhere else. And well, we had, Tony, it also... Uh, you know, last week we had Brian Moses on, who out of whole cloth invented the roast battles. Yep. And you go to yep. open mic night and invent to kill Tony yep. out of it. Yep. You guys with your inventive minds just see what's going on and think of a way to make hay Both out of it. Both of those shows started in the belly room within four months of each other. Wow. Two shows that would change. And you and Brian came along about the same time. Exactly. I'm one of the first people, I mean, according to me, I was one of the main people that told <laughs> Moses uh, when I first met him down in La Jolla, you, you got to come up to Hollywood, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was just the charismatic guy ready to rock or true another true comedy store guy yeah which i love like you argus argus right. is a real comedy store i've always said that if anything ever happens to argus they should bury him right here at the comedy store <laughs> and by the looks of things they've already started to do that <laughs> oh that's great got you here Deep in this basement. No, I want my ashes scattered on the cotton bolt. All right. Oh, so whenever okay. Texas beats Oklahoma, it's over my dead body. <laughs> all right, all right. Cotton bowl it is. I guess we'll find well, it. Well, you're an Ohio State guy. Yeah, big yeah. time, the horseshoe. So uh, what are you talking about now on stage when you get out and headline? Oh, uh, boy. Uh, nothing that uh, is going to get me a special anytime soon. <laughs> my favorite uh, thing that I'm talking about right now is transgender athletes. Transgender athletes? Yeah, there's a new thing where uh, you can say that you identify as another sex and compete against them in professional sports. And uh, I've noticed a lot more men realizing that they identify as a woman preferring to compete against women yeah. in sports than I've noticed a single woman admitting to identifying as a man preferring to And you're courageous enough to notice this on stage in West Hollywood. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's fun. On the road it on the road it smashes yeah. even harder. But, but in West Hollywood, you know you're you're at a restaurant in West Hollywood when, when both bathrooms have condom machines. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, no, it's crazy. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things to where the type of jokes that I'm writing right now, just to even make an impact, are insane. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm really pushing it and just trying to really stand out amongst the pile of charismatic geniuses that we have here. I yeah. mean, the middle of well, this Nobody's lineup. talking about transgender here. No, it's true. You're so right. Tell me what you, some of the stuff you're talking about. 
about the transgender yeah, athletes? Yeah. Uh, well, I mentioned, you know, and it's all just true. It's all just yeah. facts. Like a few years ago, I mean, my, basically my point of the joke is that it's not fair to these women that have worked their entire lives to be great at the sport that they're playing. And, and, and the organizations don't want to be the bad guy. They don't want the yeah. bad press. So they're just allowing these absolute monster athletes yeah. into the women's divisions and they're and they're dominating so like one of the things i talk about is uh is like in mma a few years ago they let they had a man that said he identified as a woman they let him fight a woman spoiler alert mma right yeah. spoiler alert argus you ready for this yeah. he beat the shit out of her <laughs> <laughs> yeah. knockout round one victory literally broke her skull gave her a concussion yeah, you hear the gasps. Yeah. This is real. If OJ could have just waited 25 years, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling there you, would have exactly. been an outlet. I love it. Could have played a little one-on-one -on -one football with her. <laughs> there's also, a, I'll tell you this too, there's also a, a, uh, the new professional cycling women's champion spent 30 years of her life as a man. 30 years. Competing in cycling, oftentimes finishing... Yeah like 40th place or 45th yeah. or 35th, somewhere in there, and then at some point he realized he was a woman. <laughs> when he went off to steroids? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, imagine that, right? He realized he was a woman. So he had to get, he, change his bicycle, right? Right. He has, now, now she's on one of those tandem beach cruisers, just passing by all the opponents. It's like, hey, want to jump on the back? You might get second. <laughs> There's other parts that are very dirty. I don't know if we could, I don't know if we could air them here on uh, Facebook, right? No, Probably. no, this we is can YouTube. Say you can say anything you want. Go ahead. Really? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, my only hope for this female cyclist, right, mm -hmm. is that she's having a little fun. Because they don't make you get an operation or anything like that. Really? All you have to say is that you identify. You can, have, you can be a woman cyclist with a penis on you. A, a giant dick. <laughs> you could just have a huge meat stick. And they don't, they're not measured. There's no rules. There's no regulations. So my only hope that this new female cyclist that's mm -hmm. out there dominating is having a little fun, right? I hope yeah. she's talking shit uh -huh. when she's passing by those other female cyclists. Oh, yeah. Right? Just pedaling by, just like, hey, hey, hey. Hey, suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Just having fun with it. Just gotta enjoy the process, right? <laughs> so fun, man. So what else are you talking about? Anything else? Um, uh, I talk about I talk about being married now. I'm yeah. a newly married guy. I have some nice things to get the audience on my side in the beginning, where I talk about being married and my amazing Australian wife. Australia. Yeah, which is crazy. You know, things are different over there. Really? Yeah, we have major. We have major. We find these little loopholes in which things don't. Our brains don't. Uh, our brains don't see the same thing sometimes. Like I drove by a, a Chick Fil A with her a few days ago and she's like hey what's that place they're always busy I go it's a chick-fil-a they're famous for their chicken sandwiches and she goes what do you mean chicken sandwich really and I'm like what the fuck do you mean what I mean a chicken sandwich <laughs> right? it's a chicken sandwich it's a chicken breast on a burger bun a chicken sandwich she's like ha that's not a chicken sandwich that's a chicken burger <laughs> right? And I'm like, no, right? If you had a if you had a if you had a bunch of raw chicken meat you shape in the form of a patty and you season that and you grilled that and you put that on a burger bun, maybe, maybe, <laughs> right? But uh, a chicken breast on a burger bun here in America, 
the country that decides what the fuck is what. <laughs> it's a goddamn chicken sandwich. <laughs> she was just laughing it up. She thought it was the funniest thing. Well, she I'm kept pushing glad, it. She goes, everything on a beggar, buns a beggar. <laughs> I'm like, all right, so let's say you got hungry, made yourself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, only to find out you ran out of sandwich bread. All you have to put it on is a fresh burger bun. The fuck would you call that? She looked me right in my eyes. No doubt about it that there's a peanut butter and jelly burger. <laughs> I almost passed out, <laughs> which is scary because I was still driving my car at the time. <laughs> so, Give it up for Tony Hinchcliffe. Oh. We love it, ladies and gentlemen. I love you, that buddy. That was fantastic, Thank buddy. Thank you. I got a standing ovation there. That guy's standing. Yeah. He's got a camera. Hey, we're going to stand up and get our picture taken. Let's do it. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Real Give it up again for Tony Hinchcliffe.